Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings. I, I look at Minnesota. They're at home. Obviously, there is no home field advantage in this dome like it would be in a normal situation. But I like what they could do. Delvin Cook is trying to get a contract extension. Very healthy, ready to go. Kirk Cousins got a new toy in Justin Jefferson from LSU. They moved Diggs to the Buffalo Bills, but that's not saying anything. This defense has gotten better with Yannick Ngakwe. They're secondary at times. Struggled last year. They got rid of a lot of guys. They let guys go in free agency. But a young guy, and I'm going to keep mentioning this, watch out for Mike Hughes. Mm. And former number one pick out of UCF for them. Yeah. I'm looking for him to have a big special year and be the leader of the secondary for them. Wow. Keyshawn Johnson on uh, the new ESPN Radio Morning Show. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin giving some love to the Vikings and, and picking them over the Packers this weekend. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, we got Declan Producing, and Courtney Cronin, our guest from ESPN.com. Every Friday here on Purple Daily. And a quick reminder, Vikings Ventline makes its return on Sunday right after the Vikings-Packers game is over in video form on Score North Twitter and Facebook and also this YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast. You can also find it in audio form after the fact on Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com. And if you want to join the show and deliver your hot takes and yell at me and Judd, and uh, and take out your frustration or whatever. If the Vikings win, you can be happy. Email us at vikingsventline at gmail.com, and, uh, and you might be able to be on the show. So, Courtney, Judd, we got Vikings Packers, and we're bringing back one of our favorite Friday segments, and we're doing this on Fridays and or Saturdays, depending on when we post this each week. Confidence, concern, and curiosity about this Sunday's game against the Green Bay Packers. So let's start with the thing that you are the most confident about, and we'll start with Courtney on behalf of the Vikings this Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. I would say I am most confident with the state of the running game, and it's a very obvious one, but given how much uncertainty there is with a certain running back's contract, wondering how is this team going to beat the Green Bay Packers without Dalvin Cook should something happen to keep him out from playing. Um, He obviously can't. He really shouldn't hold out. That would be stupid because he would not get an accrued season for uh, 2021 free agency. But if for some godforsaken reason, you know, Jalen Ramsey did this with the back injury. Um, Dalvin isn't feeling good or whatever, and he doesn't play. How will the run game be able to pick up the pieces? 
I'm confident in where Alexander Madison is at right now. Um, I'm confident that he can be the bell cow three down rusher for this team. Um, Obviously you hope it doesn't get to that point. You hope the Vikings and, and cook can just figure it out before, you know, 48 to 24 hours, whenever they're running. So, I mean, it's like, you know, I, I just look at that situation and I think, okay, the Vikings this year know what they have in Madison. He's not just a backup. He's somebody who would fill that role. And I think that, you know, the offense at this point, it looked sloppy at points throughout the preseason, but I'm confident they're going to lean pretty heavy on that running game um, to set up some stuff in play action for Kirk Cousins. And I think that, honestly, the Packers are going to do a lot of the same. Um, so you have two dynamic rushers in both Cook and then Aaron Jones. But if, if you know, if Cook doesn't play for whatever reason um, – and I think you should be very confident that Alexander Madison will be able to get the job done. Percentage chance Cook does not play. I don't know. I'll say 20 because who knows what will come up. I mean, that's honestly, that's my concern at this point. Or maybe it's my curiosity. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's it's, it's all, all of them. It's Dalvin Cook it's stew. all of them. <laughs> I like it. It's just, it's just like, you know, at this point where, you know, the Vikings have done these last minute contracts before. It doesn't, thing that irritates me the most is this did not need to be a last-minute situation. This could have been solved three or four weeks ago. It could have been solved in June. It could have been solved a lot of times before where we're at right now. And um, it's unfortunate that this is, you know, the anxiety of this probably on a running back is like, crap, I could, you know, this might not be the most life-changing money I expected, but it's still life-changing money. Should I take it? Should I play out my fourth year? Um, He shouldn't be playing on anything that makes him $1.3 million this year. He's too good too good um shouldn't be doing that so I don't know what's gonna happen and that's kind of just why I'm like is he gonna play is he not gonna play like and and I don't think a holdout would be it because it's just it's silly you wouldn't get an accrued season it's not worth it but what if some other weird thing happens to where he doesn't play that's what that's where my brain goes I don't know what it would be but I'll give it a 20 percent chance Jelly what are you most confident in this weekend I am confident that while there are major questions with the young cornerbacks in the secondary that the safeties assuming mm-hmm. that they're healthy, are going to be very good, and they better be. Smith is, is to me, the glue of that defense back there. Harris, uh, certainly in 2019, proved himself to be a very good player. But as, as uncertain as I am about the corners, I'm confident and certain that those safeties, as long as they're on the field, are going to be very, very good. And basically, they're going to have to be the stabilizer for the cornerbacks. So... I am confident that they are going to do their job. And in Harrison Smith's case, that's basically, I think, being the captain of that defense back there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say it makes you feel a little bit better about lack of experience in the in the cornerback positions when you have those two safeties, at least as a, as a quote-unquote safety blanket. And I think Harrison Smith just as sort of a pseudo-assistant coach on the field to help direct traffic. So I I was initially going to change my answer and that my answer is very similar to Courtney's but I'm going to I'm going to add to what Courtney said cuz I am the, I'm most confident in the Vikings ability to run the football with effectiveness. Uh, I think it's obviously the strength of the offensive lines is to get some push and work within the scheme of Gary Kubiak but here's the nugget I want to bring to the table here to double down on this take. Gary Kubiak as a head coach or an offensive coordinator 15 times in his NFL coaching career has had a top 10 rushing offense from a yardage standpoint. If you want to say, yeah, but like, okay, you know, pure yardage, not necessarily the best measurement. What about yards per attempt? 13 times in the top 10 
with whether it's with the Houston Texans or uh, the Denver Broncos, and that does not count him as the overlord of Kevin Stefanski last year. Um, that's pretty impressive. Basically, whatever Gary Kubiak touches, be it a seventh round running back or uh, mm-hmm. or an offensive line, they turn into road grading and and they turn into a great run blocking and uh, and rushing unit. So I think they're going to run the ball well all season and against the Packers. And I agree with what Courtney said. So, all right, Courtney, the thing that you are the most concerned about going into Sunday's game against the Packers. Daniel Hunter, I think that, you know, his absence, how is the team going to to fill that void? I know that Andre Patton took the you know, approach from a coach speak standpoint of, you know, I don't view it as a challenge. I, you know, none of the guys in the locker room are concerned. We're, you know, next man up. That's the right, you're saying the right stuff, but Daniel Hunter is not just some guy you replace. Like, you know, there's a reason this pass rush has been so good in years past. It's Everson Griffin. It's Daniel Hunter. Um, so I'm curious, like, what does week one, the window that we see in week one, what does that allude to down the line of the next two weeks that Hunter's going to be out for at minimum? Can this defense survive a loss that big? How do they do it? Do they enact the edge rushing rotation that they've talked about before? Where does Afadio Denebo play? Like, you kind of think about it like, okay, this guy started at right defensive end. That's where he practiced all during training camp. Do you move Unique and Gakwe to the other side? Like, do you, I mean, I still think you move him around and put him um, in different positions, but like Odenabo seems like the right fit, like, or at least the right guy. I, I would probably have him in there over Jalen Holmes. He's, I mean, Fadi was primed to be a starter to begin with. So the conditioning elements there, the everything else is there. But, you know, at this point, it's still so much unknown. Like, how are they going to be able to handle nine hundred and being able to get a pass rush from both sides? Because it's like, great, you bring in Unique and Gawai. Okay, well, you take away Daniel Hunter. That doesn't really help your case at all. And it's going to expose whatever they do potentially on the back end, which is scary because you have young corners back there. Yeah. Judd, what about you? So I'm going to stay on the D-line, but I'm going to shift to the gut of that D-line and say my biggest concern is flat out the run defense which I run think defense, which yeah. I think could be terrible. Like you're you've gone from Richardson and Joseph 2 years back, which by the way was just top notch. Like that's pro bowl players, okay? Then it was Joseph as a declining player last year and the three technique not as good. And now mm-hmm. since Pierce opted out, you're down to Jalil Johnson and Shamar Stefan and Shamar Stefan basically is being shifted over I don't like this one bit and these guys so so if you've got a good run game by my math that means that the that you the back from the opposing team is going to be on top of Eric Kendricks before he knows it and what yeah. and what made him so good what made him so good was Joseph mucking things up to give him time to make plays um the hunter injury is the talker it's the sexy thing and it's a big deal don't get me wrong but I think if I'm Zim, I'm not sleeping at night more so because I don't know if I can stop the run. And we have seen this team struggle before with runs up the gut, right? Before. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I fear that there's going to be teams that have a heyday uh, going up that A-gap, as they call it, and getting some big but yards. Even, but even beyond that, like if you... If- if you've been following Unique and Gakwe, you know he's a terrible run stopper. Like he's yeah, that's not, another one. He's, he's a finesse pass rusher. So you talk about these runs up the gut, Judd. Like, who's to say they're not going to try to force things outside? Who's to say they're not going to try to like execute a quick screen game with their running backs? I mean, that's another serious problem. Um, and 
I don't know how Ngakwe is going to look in this defense in terms of like what he's going to be asked to do as a run stopper. I just know he's not very good. He's way below average to where a player of that caliber should be. Um, so that concerns me too. And, and this is a run defense that was really up and down last year because like you mentioned, Joseph had the off season surgery. He's declining a little, little bit. I still think he's a terrific player, but age injuries, things like that. Um, Shamar Steffen's better against the run than he is anything else. And that's the reason that they moved him over to that nose tackle spot. It's a better fit, but this is a team that has a very dynamic rushing attack, honestly, leaning on that maybe more heavily now at this point of Aaron Rodgers' career. But as I say that, watch Aaron Rodgers do like magical things like he did uh, in that Kansas city game last year, or even, you know, against the Vikings in week two or any other game you want to point out, like Rodgers is still Rodgers, but, you know, this is his second year in offense. What does that look like? I feel like they have the potential to be the best play action team in the NFL. It starts this weekend. It starts with how well they run the ball. And, uh, you know, they have that young running back too. I mean, they've still got such a dynamic, um, you know, coupled with Aaron Jones. They've got a really good room. Um, it could be really ugly early if the run defense doesn't, you know, pull its feet. I, I, and I would I would just go back to something Judd said, too. You mentioned Mike Zimmer not sleeping well at night. I'm going to guess he never sleeps well at night during the football season. Um, how many hours of sleep would you guess on average Mike Zimmer gets, like leading up to week one That's of the NFL That's why God season? created Vino. <laughs> That's what helps I'd Mike sleep. Pour like a bottle of red five? down your throat and crash for the night. You think five? I mean, five's like, yeah, because you you can't be a functioning adult in society. Like, eventually you have to sleep. The whole team no sleep thing is BS. Like, eventually you have to go to bed. I'm with Courtney he has on the, this. He has the, what's it called? The the turn down bed? What's the bed that comes out of the wall? Yeah, the, oh, uh, um, the, the hideaway. Is it? Yeah, he's got one of those in his office, so does Spielman. So you can sleep there. That's genius, actually. I, I'm, I know. And it's like, you know, you know I love sleep. And, so. and Mike Zimmer, like, you know, obviously tragically, like his wife passed away and his kids are all old. But if you're like, if you're like a younger coach and you have a family at home, that's got to be tough to justify. Like, honey, I'm just going to be sleeping at the office for five nights a week with my hideaway bed. Don't don't call me. Don't bother <laughs> don't me. me. Uh, Declan, I've accidentally skipped you. Give us the thing that you're most you're confident in and the thing that you're most concerned about. I am most confident that Aaron Rodgers uh, will not be torching the Vikings like he usually does. Um, I think that I, even with the pass rush not being as good as it is, I, I still think Aaron Rodgers lacks weapons there, and they're going to hand the ball off a ton to Aaron Jones. I like him a lot. I made that point clear, but I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to solely take over this game like we have seen before. And typically, like historically, Mike Zimmer has held him in check for the most part. There's been some games where he's popped off, but mostly – Aaron Rodgers has had some fits against Mike Zimmer's defense. So I'm pretty confident that Aaron Rodgers won't be taking things over and lighting up uh, the scoreboard. I am concerned. Yeah. With, with the pet, with how the Vikings cornerbacks are able to just adapt and make sure that they are on coverage and guys like, like, like obviously Mike Hughes um, can, can really set in and, and, and get a, really good feel for what they're doing on the defensive side because those safeties are going to be there helping them out. But can the cornerbacks, you know, keep the wide receivers in check? I'm concerned about that. Can I say, so I'll add my concern here because um, it actually goes against what Declan's most confident about. If this was a, a jam-packed stadium, I would say, yeah, I mean, Mike, mm-hmm. Mike Zimmer generally, like, he gets the best of Aaron Rodgers, like, more often than not. I'm actually most concerned about the fact that there's no crowd noise. And Aaron Rodgers yeah. can walk up. You get these veteran quarterbacks – it probably matters more for young quarterbacks because they're just like ready to freak out anyways. But you basically put Aaron Rodgers in an empty stadium running a seven on seven drill and he can he can make checks at the line of scrimmage like it's a home game. 
And um, that that's a lot of power to give to one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time when you when you take away 70,000 screaming fans. Something to definitely watch. And the Vikings play a lot of good veteran quarterbacks at U.S. Bank Stadium this year. So even if they wind up put, like last night, what were there, 17,000 fans yeah. inside Arrowhead? Yeah. And it looked empty. So even if you put, yeah, it and, it, and it sounded mostly empty, like if you put 17,000 people inside U.S. Bank Stadium later this year, I don't think that's going to be the number. Um, it's not going to really matter for quarterbacks. So something to something to watch. All right, back to Courtney here. The thing that you are the most curious about. That, what you just said. Like how does the lack of noise affect the defense and affect the opposing offense? Because, of course, like, having all that pressure on a team on third down when it's like deafening in there, you can't get the call out. Like it's difficult, but it's also hard on the defense when it's that loud. So taking that away, do you truly expose the strengths and weaknesses of both the offense and the defense? Like the defense can actually communicate with each other because they're looking at the sideline, trying to get the calls in, making sure they make adjustments, things like that. If you can do that now without noise, well, are they picking up on that in the offense? Like, you know, what is the competitive advantage there? That's what I'm most curious about. I know it's it's not just like look and feel of the game. And yeah, it's, it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel different. We're going to expect that. It's more like how does that affect strategy yep. uh, of what you do defensively? Like, you know, can we hear the calls in the press box? Like, can we, you know, what's that going to sound like? I mean, yes, we're going to be high up, but. I'm just, I'm really curious to see how that whole thing plays out just because I'm not sure. Um, I mean, it's so unprecedented. There's going to be no fans in there. Um, I don't. I don't know what it's going to be like. I'm really concerned about that. Jared, curious about Jared, what? Uh, curious and concerned. What are you the most curious about? Oh, okay, so I'm co- going to continue with our AMR theme of Karate Kid two weeks back. I'm the most curious about what I'll call cornerback Kai. <laughs> Cobra Kai. You got. Cornerback Kai. This is where this is where we strike first. This this, strike often. This is where we we have Zim wax on, wax off, great teacher, right? (laughs) Teaching technique to a bunch of cornerbacks who for the most part, aside from Mike Hughes, have no experience at all. Wait, are you but are you gonna teach the cornerbacks like Cobra Kai so, teaches the cornerbacks, or like Mr. Miyagi teaches. Well, the that's what I'm curious about. That's what I'm curious about. But my point is, <laughs> are they going to be aggressive? The or are they going to wait for the receivers? That's to strike what we first. need to find out. See, the segment's called curiosity, and I'm curious <laughs> about how quickly and how the, these guys have, have been, been taught. Because we have raved for years, right, about Zim's ability to teach corners, and he he is good. But what's the timetable? What's the technique? Like this is basically all going to be from from um, teacher to pupil immediately, not like a growing mm-hmm. process of hey, we had a lot of time to work in training camp and preseason games. It ain't this great. Now go play. This is going to be basically go out and play and do what I told you to do and do exactly what I told you to do because if you don't, you're going to fail. So and I, trim my bonsai plants yeah, too. No, basically that's it. So I'm really curious. Yeah, Zim is Miyagi. He's going to have to have taught these guys perfectly or else they're going to get absolutely torched by the by the uh, young kids. He's Miyagi or by too. Rogers, and, and, and I should say. He's Miyagi too and that his main pupil constantly would go down with injuries during a competition and then have to be like brought back in. <laughs> yeah, exactly right, Xavier. So anyway, I am I am very curious because of how how much w- we have, and I think rightfully so, how much we've raved about Zim's work with corners for years now. Yeah. Like this is going to be the ultimate you're going to go play Aaron Rodgers in week one, and a lot of you have never done anything close to this. Yeah. 
No, it's, yeah. it's a fair point. It's a fair point. I like it. By the way, uh, Co- Cobra Kai, I, Declan and I are both halfway through season two of Cobra Kai from on so YouTube good. TV. And, Did uh, you Netflix. see who's going to make an appearance in year three, it looks like? A- Elizabeth Shue. I'm LA. Judd's childhood love. I'm all in now. <laughs> Judd, Judd was, you were like 15 when uh, you fell in love with Elizabeth Shue. Back I'm in the all 80s. in. <laughs> uh, Declan, Netflix, the, the thing that you're most curious about, and try to make a movie comparison if you can. I don't know if I can make the movie comparison, but I, I definitely uh, I'm curious on the wide receiver front, just how that shakes out. I, I think yep. Adam Thielen coming back from injury, I want to see if he can still be the receiver he was two or three years ago, how Justin Jefferson adapts uh, as a rookie. I, I like what BC Johnson did, and now that they're going to ask him to have a bigger role, um, can he still replicate and even take a step forward after a pretty solid rookie season that went under the radar by a lot of people? I think our, the tight end sets and with what Kubiak wants to do with Rudolph and Herb Smith, like, I have pretty. I have a, even a lot of good confidence there, but how the wide receivers uh, are able to adapt? Because if you lose Thielen, or if Thielen's not up to speed, I, I have a major questions on the wide receiver front. So I, just to piggyback off that, uh, I am also most curious about. I'll, I'll I'll narrow it down to one specific wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, and mm-hmm. and I think the reason why I'm most curious to watch him is because we didn't get the four preseason games, and I'll. So some of these guys at the skill position players and receivers, I think, are probably the most prominent with with this. Is you can watch them just play for the first time in an NFL game, and you can you can kind of determine, oh, yep, that guy that guy's got the speed, or that guy can run a route. Like the first time we saw Stephon Diggs play in a preseason game, it was like, whoa, okay, there's some quickness there. The guy can can clearly get off the line. We haven't been able to see that in an actual game yet with Justin Jefferson. Just the practices. So I, I'm just kind of curious whether he plays five snaps or 50 snaps. Like, what does he look like getting off the yeah. line of scrimmage? Can he get separation? Can he can he catch a pass on third down and seven? So what did you see from yeah, him I'm when you get to watch the practices, Courtney? I mean, he was he was getting some good first team reps. I mean, they they utilize a lot of two receiver sets, though. So that's Johnson and that's Thielen. Yeah. Um, I, I think Jefferson's going to be able to hold his own. It's just like, how, what's that usage look like? Like, how many targets would you give him for week one? I said maybe four or five, if that, like, I I don't know how many it's going to be. And I, I, we haven't talked about workload or anything like that, but it just even parsing through some of Gary Kubiak's words. um, It just sounds like they know that they're going to have to ease him in because, you know, start him in the slot. That's where he's most comfortable and then work him outside if you have to. But like, how often is is he going to be used? I mean, that's going to be a big question for Sunday. Yeah. There it is. Confidence, concerns, curiosities for Vikings Packers week one. Judd Zolgad bringing the great uh, movie references in with his takes. Courtney, do you have any other movie references you want to throw into this episode? Or? I, can't, I can't top that. I have no I have no stake in pop culture right now. I can't compete with that. <laughs> Dantzler's son. Gladney's son. son. You're just out on pop culture for, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Poor Courtney. All in on football. Yep. All in. All right. That's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. We appreciate you hanging out with us. And uh, if you could click the subscribe button on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast, and uh, give us some love on Apple Podcasts as well. We would greatly appreciate it. And uh, we'll see what happens on uh, Ventline after Vikings Packers. See you guys.